Well, good to see you all here. I want to welcome you on this Christmas Eve to Evergreen Covenant Church. My name is Peter. I am one of the pastors here. This is my second Christmas here. My family and I uh, drove onto the island about a year and a half ago, and it's been a great year. Those of you who are visiting with us or making our church and this service a part of your Christmas tradition, we especially welcome you here. If you are a kid out there, thanks for joining us. I especially welcome you. And lastly, if you are here and you don't label yourself a Christian, we are especially very much thankful that you are choosing to spend Christmas Eve here with us. So a special, special welcome to you. I want to read from Luke chapter 8, verse 22 to 25. Would you listen as I read? One day... Jesus got into a boat with his disciples and said to them, Let's go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out, and as they sailed, he fell asleep. Now a violent windstorm came down on the lake, and the boat started filling up with water. And as they were in danger, they came and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're about to die. So he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves. They died down and it was calm. Then he said to them, Where is your faith? But they were afraid and amazed, saying to one another, Who then is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. This is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It's uh, especially meaningful and personal to me. You notice in this story that there is a storm, it's raging, and these sailors, uh, these disciples that are with Jesus, they're not rookie sailors, they know these waters, they, they're fishermen, and uh, so they're in real danger. And then all of a sudden, there's peace. So first storm, and then peace. I like this story because I'm not like this pastor dude that is all calm and Jesus is with me all the time, but I'm somebody that has a lot of uh, stuff going on on the inside. I would call it storms raging on the inside. And I was thinking about this and I realized the earliest memory I have of my inner self is when I was a little kid. I think I was maybe five or six. I still remember this, but as far back as I can remember, I've always had trouble falling asleep. I remember as a little kid listening to AM radio. Uh, how many of you kids know what the radio is? <laughs> I remember listening to the radio, boring news uh, broadcasts, because I needed that monotonous tone to help me fall asleep. And I remember sometimes I'd be up for hours and hours. And then during the day, I remember I had a really hard time studying, because if I were sitting at my desk... Um, I just felt like I was missing out on all the fun stuff that was happening on the outside. You know, I can hear kids screaming and running down the street. How many of you kids know what outside is? You guys have some fun on the outside? You just play on one of these all day? or? <laughs> but it just wasn't an easy thing to be Peter uh, growing up. And I remember just lying awake at night. And then I would count the number of family members that are still awake. 
I can hear a light clicking or I can hear some steps, you know, in other parts of the house. And then it get quieter. And then it would feel like it got darker. And it would get sadder. And I would just feel more and more disconnected from the world. And just feeling like the whole world is just falling asleep. And I was up all by myself. You guys know that feeling? Even though it was calm, my little heart on the inside was raging. There was a storm on the inside. And as I grew up and as I had more words to describe what I was feeling on the inside, uh, I would call it maybe something like a fear of abandonment. And it started affecting my friendships. It infiltrated my conversations, how I resolved conflict, how long I stayed at jobs and how well I performed at them. I brought it into my marriage. It affected my ability to trust people, how vulnerable I was going to be with people. And so a big part for me of what it means to be a Christian is Jesus' promise to be somebody in my life who is able to calm my inner storms. A lesson that I've learned again and again and again is that no matter how great these outer storms are in my life, no matter what is going on outside of me, the biggest problem for me is always the storm that's on the inside. And I always bring to bear on whatever outside storm, the storm that's always raging on the inside. And if I'm honest with myself, this is what brought me to faith. This is why, even though I grew up in church, and it would be easy for me to ignore church and Christianity, I was tuned in to this person of Jesus because he promised peace for my poor little heart. In verse 25 that I just read, the disciples asked Jesus, Who then is this? Who then is this? You notice the disciples didn't ask about Jesus. How did he do that? What words did he use? What techniques did he employ? They didn't ask any of these how questions or why questions. They just wanted to know, who is this man? Isn't that an interesting question? If you saw me do a magic trick up here, wouldn't you want to know, how did he do that? But here the disciples, they don't care about the how. All they want to know is who is this person? Problems in life, they come and go. Problems will never cease. You solve one problem that's in front of you, and then another problem will take its place. And forever, as long as you're alive, you will have problems. And you'll forget about the other problems you've had because you'll be focused on the problem that's new and in front of you now. And so the biggest problem in my life and in your life are not the problems because they come and go. They change all the time. But the biggest problem for me is my inability to solve problems. I'm not a good problem solver. Whenever there's a storm on the outside... The thing that I bring to the problem is the storm that's raging on the inside. How I respond to the storm, it's about who I am. It's really about my inner storm. And I realize 
the best way to solve whatever storm or problem that's out here is to bring my inner calm to the table. I have to enter the ring with the peace that I have on the inside. So this Christmas Eve, I want to ask you, do you have peace in your heart? Do you have peace in your life? Do you know how to solve problems? Who are you? These are two of the most beautiful people that I know. I'm not talking about their faces either. Do you know someone in your life who is good and kind and smart and caring and wise, full of integrity, someone who's trustworthy, someone who's generous, someone who's available, someone who's full of depth, who will receive you, who will accept you, who will hear you, who will receive you just as you are? Do you know people like that in your life? Do you want these people in your life? Do they help you solve problems? How do they do it? Well, they don't do it through technique. It's not about the how, but it's who they are. And whatever problem you're going through, when they come alongside of you, they're able, they're able to bring their inner self to the table. They bring to bear on your outer storms the peace they have on the inside. Now back to the original story here. The disciples, they didn't experience, when they were going through the storm and Jesus calms the storm, they didn't experience a how or even a why, but they experienced a who. They experienced the person of Jesus Christ. We're not talking about Jesus because it's Christmas. We have Christmas because of Jesus. Who then is this? Jesus brought his inner calm to bear on the raging storm. When Jesus put his hands out and he calmed the storm, that wasn't Jesus employing a technique. That was Jesus emanating the nature of his presence. How can the storm withstand being a storm? When Jesus shows up, his peace begins to permeate his environment begins to calm down the disciples. The wind, the waters, the boat. And then all of a sudden, from storm, we go to peace. Jesus' inner peace confronted the outer storm. While we have in contrast, the disciples, their panic, their fear, their reactivity, all bringing to bear on the storm that's already raging, And the storm rages further and deeper. And yet when Jesus wakes up, there is peace. There's a SAT word, I remember. Uh, Some of you kids, you don't know this, but you're going to take a test. It's called called the SATs. And uh, it's a really hard test. And you're going to need this when you're taking the test. Okay? The word is equanimity. How many of you knew what this word meant, what word means? (laughs) 
By the way, this is a definition here. Equanimity means emotional and mental poise, especially revealed during duress and stress. When the pressure is on, who are you? How do you react to the problems and circumstances and conflicts of your life? What happens to you when there's a challenge? Anybody can be calm when everything else is calm. But who are you? Do you have equanimity? Every one of you here in this room, from the least of you to the greatest, from the youngest to the oldest, I want to invite you to experience the person of Jesus Christ. He alone brings to bear in my life absolute peace. No matter what situation and storm is raging, it can be my marriage, it can be my own personal demons, it can be a circumstance that seems totally out of my control. But in that moment, if I'm able to remember to find Jesus, look for Jesus, all of a sudden there is calm and there's peace. Do you know Jesus? Do you have Jesus in your life? There was a time in Jesus' ministry when all of his followers started leaving him. Everybody started abandoning him. And as somebody in ministry, somebody leading a church, I just hate that part of Jesus' ministry when everybody just starts leaving. The fear of abandonment in me just starts kicking in and everything is just dark and my heart starts pounding. And then Jesus turned to the 12 disciples, the last 12 remaining, and he said to them, will you leave me also? And you know what the disciples said? They said, where else would we go? You alone have the words of life. And this is my great hope for myself and for all of us, that we would come to realize that Jesus alone has the words of life. He alone has the peace in him. He is peace. And he says to us, my peace I give unto you. So I want to invite all of you to come to Jesus now in prayer. And I want to invite you to bring before him in prayer the storms that are raging in you and around you. Would you pray with me? Father, it's my still prayer and confession before you and before all my fellow human beings here that we need you so much. We confess today that we have things from our past that still haunt us. We have trauma that still need to be healed. We have relationships that are broken and stressed. And we need your healing touch. We need you to help us to say, I'm sorry, or to humble ourselves and reach out. We have situations. We have needs. And our hearts are raging. And our lives so easily can feel out of control. And so, Jesus, we humbly come before you. And with panic, like the disciples, we ask you, we awaken you. And we ask you to lift up your hands over our lives and to calm the storm as only you can. 
I want to invite you today, if you do not know Jesus and His peace, would you pray? Would you say, Jesus, come and be my peace. I need you. I've tried everything. And I'm coming to see and to believe that you alone have the words of life. Where else can I go? Would you pray that prayer? Jesus, you are our Savior. We want you to be our Lord, our friend, and our peace this Christmas. We pray in Jesus' name.